Today on the podcast, we will be talking with Mrs. Jen Nuskowitz. Jen is a member of our science department and teaches biology to our students here at Richards. We're excited to hear more about how things are going with Jen and get to know who she is as a person and a teacher. All right, here we are with uh, Jen Nuskowitz, Miss Nuskowitz to the students. Uh, welcome to the podcast, Jen. Thank you for having me. Excited to have you. I work with Jen a lot because Jen not only teaches um, our kids, but she's always kind of been somebody who jumps in and helps out with the adults in the building too and helps be someone who guides the process of teaching and learning because it's not always easy. And I always give her credit for stepping up like that because it's not always easy to do. So maybe that'll get woven into our conversation here a little bit. But just wanted to give you an opportunity, Jen, to let everybody know who you are um, and what you teach because this is a big place. Like I just said in my last interview, I think with Mr. Sanders, who's in your department, that not everybody knows everyone in this building. You know, we assume that we do. And for the most part, we do, but we don't really. So can you tell us a little bit about yourself and your teaching or how you got in, I guess, how you got into teaching and how you landed at Richards and that kind yeah. of thing? Yeah, so I, um, I went to uh, Illinois Wesleyan University, which is just a couple hours south of here. Um, and I majored in biology because I liked animals. Like, that was my thing. So uh-huh. I was in junior high. I really liked animals in high school, too. Um, and so I, I was actually better at math, but I took science classes because I liked science and animals. Um, and then I majored in biology, and I it was a very small college, um, and most of the other biology majors were pre-med, like almost everybody was. Um, and I knew I didn't want to be a doctor, um, and I... I was for a while going to do research, but because it was a small school, there were opportunities for undergrads to do some research, and I didn't like it. It was just, um, I don't know, it just it was it was fine and it was okay, and the science was cool, but I didn't enjoy that and didn't see myself doing that like forever. So my roommate, uh, my sophomore year, was an education major, um, and so she would talk about her field work, like in the schools, and I thought, well that would be a way for me to still be able to get to do biology stuff, but then I might enjoy doing that too. So I took some education classes and liked them and decided to become a high school teacher. Lo and behold, here you are. Was Richards your first job? No, I taught uh, middle school actually. I taught eighth grade science for three years in Crete, Um, but had always wanted to do high school. So that was just the first job that I got. And then um, I kind of looked, you know, other places and was looking for high school and uh, Richards was the place. So how many years have you been here now? Um, I started here in 04, so 16 Yeah, right after. I mean, I was only just a couple years before you've been here. So so. a long time. Yeah, long long enough, right? right. Can you believe it? Like sometimes I I feel the same way. Like what? Where did the time go? So when you got hired here, what were you teaching? Uh, So I taught integrated science all day, (laughs) which integrated science was um, a science class um, where kids learned all different sciences mixed together. So now the classes are really biology, um, chemistry, and then physics, and then then electives are kind of separate. Integrated science was um, 
all different sciences mixed together. I remember it was when we kind had of like a general science, science class. Yeah. Um, I taught that for a long time, and I, en- I enjoyed teaching that class. Um, it was kind of like the middle school class I taught, where I got to do like all different kinds of science. Oh, that's good. Um, so I liked but you, it. But you just said you went to school because you liked the biology, uh, yeah. and so did biology just open up, or did you suddenly get a section of biology? But that means one class to teach, for yeah. those of you listening. So how did you all of a sudden go from all integrated to biology? So it was the section that opened up. So there was a free section of honors bio, which is the freshman class, and um, they asked if I wanted to teach it, and uh, I decided to ask to, to teach it, and I started in that class and then transitioned to more and more honors sections. Um, and still, always still had, I still had integrated science and honors biology. I did that for a long time. Um, and then at some point, the AP Biology opened, and I was asked if I wanted to do that, and then I took that class. Yeah, on. and I remember when you first took that because it was a big that was, was a big, big leap transition. from honors to yeah. to AP. Yeah. It was just it's different because it's run by the college board, yes. and so it's yeah. a different kind of script to follow, so to speak. Yeah. And and now you've been doing that for a couple of years and yeah. doing really really well. Yeah, I really enjoy it. It's a lot. It's so so kids who take cool. AP Biology are they all? What year level are they? So it's actually a mix of, I have sophomores, juniors, and seniors all in that class. So it's a mixture. Um, It's a lot of sophomores. A lot of kids who take um, honors biology freshman year will take AP biology sophomore year, um, especially if they know they want to get a lot of extra science classes. It's one of the, it's the only extra science sophomore class you can take. It's the only elective science class you can take as a sophomore. So um, I do have a good number of sophomores, but there's also, a lot of juniors and seniors in there too that kind of come back to biology after you know they take chemistry sophomore year. So. Yeah, I, I just um, always I think that's good for anyone listening who's a student right now who's listening and wants to know like can I take AP Bio? Like what do you have to? Because yeah. AP always has that stigma of you have to be like the smartest kid ever to take a biology and especially AP. You know, and and we just always are trying to get the word out like no if you have an interest in it. Try it. So yeah. if you're listening, Ms. Neskowitz said it, and so did I, that you could definitely give yeah. it a try. Yeah, and if you have questions, I'm always happy to answer them, so let me know. All right, so science classroom. Tell us about your science classroom. I mean, you were here, and they didn't have this science wing. Yeah, I was upstairs for a while. Yeah. And then when they built this wing, um, I moved down here. So it's, I mean, the room is nice. So um, if you've not been in one of the newer science rooms, they're very large rooms and they're very conducive to like working in groups and doing labs, which is nice. It's a nice environment for that. Mm -hmm. And are most of the kids in here? Because I know science, when I took science and similar to what some teachers say, there's a lot of just memorizing of stuff. And now I know that there's a lot more about just thinking about science and how did that happen or why did that happen and really kind of getting them curious about science. Yeah, yeah, it's not a lot of memorization, really very much at all. Um, a little more in AP than it is in, in the honors class, a little more memorization in AP, but even so, it's it's more figuring out. It's more about figuring out what happened or, or what's going on or looking at data and information and trying to figure out what's going on. And labs. And labs, yeah. We definitely do um, labs and kind of work through some real science stuff freshman year, and then especially AP. AP definitely, AP Bio has a good number of um, labs that we do in lab work and to me as a teacher that's one of the reasons I'd rather teach science because I like doing the labs it's one of my favorite things 
um, to do to have the kids in groups and doing like real science is, mm-hmm. is cool. and um, I always say that teaching is interactive and science is especially interactive and this room that we're sitting in is nice and large and bright and kids can yeah. get up and they can be in the lab table area or they can be over in the, the regular seated table area but they have room to move around and you get to know them. You can kind of have dialogue with them, conversation. And now we've shifted to not so much, you know? <laughs> so maybe we transition to what you remember about March. It's something yeah. that I've asked everybody about. Yeah, I know. So I actually remember it was funny because even January, February, I taught immune system to AP and we talked about coronavirus. And we oh, talked really? about, yeah, like, because it, it was already in the news before <clears throat> anything had really changed. It was in the news and we talked about how they were, um, you know, how what was going on and, and why it was kind of working that way. And then I remember even talking with students about they had groups who were volunteering <clears throat> to, um, like, do some research and kind of work with it a little bit. Um, and then I've always kind of talked to my kids when we do ecology about how humans, we don't really fit into nature anymore. Um, we're kind of like taken out of it just because we have so many things. We're not really part of natural ecosystems. But the one thing that does affect us, similar to how it affects species, is disease. That, you know, we, our science can kind of keep up with disease, but disease changes really quick. So I always say that the thing that limit will limit us probably is some sort of disease because we can figure out how to make more food and we build tall buildings to have more space, but disease goes pretty quick. So um, we'd had that conversation like with my oh kids in like February <clears throat> and then when everything happened. And then I, whammo. Yeah, it was it's almost like it, what we thought, you know, we're kind of talking about possibly happening happened. So yeah. And, and that day, it was like, just take your stuff and get out of here. Maybe we'll yeah. be back in a week. Maybe we'll be back in two weeks. And how did you? How do you think it was from March to May? Because you are an AP teacher, and you know, like, you know, once second semester hits, yeah. you know, it's kind of like your, your the journey towards the May exams is getting closer and closer and closer. So you leave in March, and you hope you're back, and then you're not, and you're yeah. probably scrambling to yeah. figure out how do I teach these kids what they need to know in order to be successful. Yeah. Well, last school year, it was kind of good because we had a, I had them till March. So at least I knew the kids. The kids knew me. They kind of, you know, you know each teacher, how they do things. You're comfortable with mm-hmm. them. Um, so last year, getting through the rest of the material wasn't terrible because there was already that, it was already kind of set how we do things. Um, the harder part of last year was not seeing kids anymore because I also knew those kids and, you know, they knew me. Yeah. And then we didn't get to see each other anymore. And I think that part was harder than the information piece um, because they were kids that, you know, we knew. And usually at the end of the year, there's time to kind of, you know, say goodbye. Say goodbye, and, good luck. And, You're yeah, going to do great next year and all that kind of thing, especially to the seniors because you just said you yeah. have sophomores, juniors, and seniors. Yeah. And it is a goodbye, you know. We're with kids. We work yeah. in high school. We're with kids for four years. Sometimes you have them more than once, but then they, they go and they they move on. And sometimes yeah. you see them, sometimes you don't see them. I guess it, it, it is something you didn't really think about that last year you didn't like get to say a, yeah. a, a goodbye from the classroom perspective. So come back this year and we think we'll be able to come back and we're not able to come back. Yeah. So we just talked about how your classroom is interactive. It's labs. It's you know, getting to know your students in a way that you can see them and see what they're doing, see how they're learning. And now it's completely different. How have you guys approached, and I say you guys because you work, you know, with other biology teachers, but how do you, how have you guys or you approached 
teaching biology through the computer or just sets of kids. Now we're hybrid, so we have sets of kids in here. But Yeah. I think I, we've just – I've tried just to make things okay, just to make it okay that, you know, if you need to have a conversation and you're at home and there's stuff going on in the <laughs> background, to let everyone know that that's okay. That's how it is for everyone right now. Yeah. So just more kind of build that comfort that – and I think, I know for me, myself, I've gotten more comfortable being on camera, people seeing me talking into the computer. And I think kids have too. It's just kind of, it is what it is right now. And that's how we have to do it. Yeah. So just. But they are to... learning. I think so. Yeah, I definitely I think so, learning. which is, and I know that you guys are teaching and figuring out ways to give them what they need through the computer. Yeah. It's I, because I'm on the teaching and learning side of it from an administrator's perspective, I can't get over how much is being done by the teachers. I mean, they've always stepped up, but this is just beyond what they're doing, you know? Well, and being flexible and knowing that, like, you know, something that work, is working for one kid is might not be working for the other. Mm -hmm. And I think having a little confidence in the kids, because sometimes when kids are all working on something, I'm looking at a screen and all I can, I can't even see cameras. I could just see a bunch of names. But then... Almost always, if I do ask a kid something, they're there and they're asking me questions. So getting, for me, getting comfortable with the fact that like, I trust that they are learning and they're uh -huh. doing and they're getting what they need and then they're asking if they don't get it. So how I do you, how, yeah, yeah, how do you think it's, you build that though? You think it's just time? Do you think that, what do you think it is? Because that is true that you have to just be respectful, like you say, of their space on the other side of the computer and where they are and their home in that moment. But you also have to trust that they are not just, you know, off doing yeah. whatever, but they are paying attention and they're listening. So I guess it, it is kind of just time because for the, for my kids, the majority of the time, if I like, even if everyone's working, if I ask a question, they're there, they respond right away or they're doing, I can look on their end and kind of see what they're doing. So the technology is it's good and supportive too because I can see for a lot of times I'll plan something where even if I can see their face I can still see what they're doing um, or I can ask them a question and they answer it so there's just ways of knowing that they are they are getting it. how how has it been once you have like pieces of the class back because you have you know our a kids and our b kids but then we have other kids who are still home so how is that going it's it's kind of all about being flexible. It's a little weird <laughs> because like sometimes work. I'm always, you know, worried that I'm neglecting the kids that are in the room or neglecting the kids that are on the computer and you want to make sure everyone is there. So I think it's just being flexible and then knowing like, you know, if I plan something kind of considering that some kids are here, some kids will be here the next day and then some kids won't, you know, be here at all and just kind of, you know, rolling with it and, and, I guess flexibility is, is the best way to describe it. And figuring stuff out. The kids are good also at like, you know, suggesting different things or, or telling me things. So that comfort That's level of really like, good. oh, this would work if we did it this way or this is a good idea. And then, you know, they have good ideas too. So I'm always happy to take on their ideas as well. Yeah, maybe that's ideas. like a takeaway. I always, you know, what is something you've learned about yourself through this or you've learned from the kids? What, yeah. what would you say? Would that be one of them? Or what else would you say? Yeah, no, that definitely is. Because even there was something where it was like, I can't remember. It was maybe, I don't know, 
September or October maybe and I was needing a way to like I needed to be able to write like almost how I would write on the board but then talk to the kids and see them at the same time and then a kid said well this teacher like does this and I thought well that's like genius that they do <laughs> yeah and so now I, I use that all the time so just I guess on a kid end letting them know like it's okay to suggest stuff to us or like if one if you see like yeah. us struggling with like I really want to do this but I don't know how to do it and you have an idea feel free share it yeah it definitely that has helped a ton have so. you you've always been kind of good with technology so you going into this were okay but yeah. would you say you've learned even more have you done tried something different um I you know what I've been doing that is a little different is the because the Google Classroom I mean every day I make it a point to you know you post what you're going to be doing that day and like what the kids are going to be learning about and then like what I'm going to be looking for um, and I would say before I did that more verbally or it was just like a, a quick conversation at the start of class, but now it's definitely, it's documented every day and it's different every day. And that's something that is just more formalized and maybe even better communicated to the kids because if they missed it verbally before, it wasn't ever anywhere. It was just like, we did this today. But now it's clearly like there, they can see, you know, and look back and know what, what what we're doing, what they're supposed to be doing, what they're learning, mm -hmm. how I kind of know they learn it. So that's a little more consistent than it was before. Yeah, we've almost formed those habits in them. When it used, yeah. to, used to say, oh, go there to find it, and they kind of would like maybe not go there to yeah. find it or maybe give you a little of a hard time or roll their eye about it. Um, but now they're in, like, they're conditioned to go there yeah. and look for it, which yeah. is really good. That's a good little takeaway because moving forward, we will still have technology. And I think that a lot of things we've learned from the teaching and execution of the lesson is going to continue to go that way. It'll just be blended in with the can't wait till they're back here full time yeah, and in person, yeah. you know? Yeah, for sure. And just doing stuff, things I used to do on paper, it's almost like I prefer them online now. And that I wouldn't have said before. Like I always preferred paper. And now sometimes I find myself doing stuff just not on paper. Yeah. Ever. Like, I almost prefer to just do it on the tablet. So funny, right? The things that we're doing now. Now, what would you say has been challenging? I mean, there's so many things you could pick to say. But for you, what's been challenging? I think I just miss the conversations, like, with the kids. Not even the biology stuff. Just the, like, those informal little, you know, when you start class, couple-minute conversations that you have with kids that I don't actually my one class period does do that a lot which is nice I have one class period where many people come in and they kind of chat a little bit that's at the so start, great and they're comfortable doing that but of the classes like only the one is comfortable you could tell the other classes and then it's not everyone in that class I would say maybe maybe about 10 of them are comfortable just kind of chatting and like talking online so that has, I'm glad to have them because at least like we get that every day. But that's what I miss most. It's just those little yeah. like conversations with kids. Yeah. Or with adults. I mean, we, like well, I yeah, said earlier true. in the beginning of this, that you're somebody who has kind of stepped up and there's other teachers that do it too. But, you know, to help teachers understand and learn different teaching strategies yeah. and the best ways to kind of get our lessons in the hands and the brains of our kids. So... I miss that a lot. I yeah. miss like coming together for that purpose, yeah. like with some of our reading and learning about what's new out there in the world of teaching and how can we kind of incorporate that in what we do here at Richard. So getting together with other teachers is something that I 
really kind of miss because we feel all feel a little isolated during this yeah even now even everyone you know back in the building i don't i still don't see people and i don't venture out of my classroom as much as i used yeah to i to think we're kind of not discouraged yeah. from doing that but we just don't do it because yeah. now we've all learned the rules yeah. of living during covid you yeah. know to keep ourselves safe and that's just what we do we don't yeah. even have to be told that all right do you have any advice for any other teachers I would say don't be afraid to ask the kids for help <laughs> because <laughs> they good. have really good they have great ideas and and for the most part I think a lot of them are trying you know to do the best that they can in the situation that they're <clears> in <throat> mm-hmm. and and sometimes even with the technology stuff like I'll post something one way and then I'll realize like I just made it way harder for them and that's a waste of time how I did it and I should have done it a different way so just being flexible and, and just trying to listen to them and know what they need and, and let them tell you what they need. Yeah. And what about advice for the students? Oh. I would say don't be afraid to speak up to communicate what you need, too. Like the kids, you know, it's I know you're on a computer and, and you're on a tablet and you're not really in person, a lot of you, but it, don't be afraid to, you know, if something's going on or, or there's just some way where you're like, this is not working for me, then don't be afraid to speak up and, you know, voice what you need. Mm-hmm. I'm going to brag a little bit about you, too. I forgot that, or didn't forget to weave it in here that uh, you're working on your master's. Yeah, I finished. Yes. Yes. I, yes. I yeah. knew you were set to in finish, December. but I didn't know how it was impacted by yeah. COVID and all that. No, so I way to go. You finished in December. Yeah, I finished in December. I kept, they offered the classes, and I know some people kind of slowed down, but I said i'm this close now for those of you listening jen is a wife a mother of three kids (laughs) she teaches full time and she just finished her master's in biology biology yes so i'm glad i'm glad it was a a neat program although i am kind of glad to have a break from the coursework for a while it's a lot of work it's a lot of of extra time too i'm sure that your sleep was very interrupted yeah, yeah, and off schedule. Sure. Okay, so at the end of these, we always do a Bulldogs Want to Know, which is a rapid fire of just me asking you something and you okay. telling me. Okay. What is your favorite breakfast? Oh, French toast. Uh, <laughs> what is something that you have binge watched lately that you would suggest? Oh, I'm watching a show called Brothers and Sisters right now. But Grey's Anatomy was always my big, like, I, know. I still love Grey's Anatomy. That's my favorite. Is it back? Or is it? It's been back a little bit, and now they're on a little break, and I think they come back at the start of March. All right. So that's probably that's my favorite. That's a good one. Yeah. And do you have a favorite song or band you listen to? I'm big about the music question. I almost ask most people Led that. Led Zeppelin is my favorite band, for sure. Nice, yeah. Jen. I didn't yeah. know that about yeah, you. You're into rock. <laughs> Yes. I do like country. I listen to a lot of country, but if I had to pick a band, that would be my Get favorite. you fired up. Yeah, you should play that at the beginning one. of biology class. Yeah. <laughs> you totally should. All right. Thanks for agreeing to do this. Yeah, thanks for sure. us getting I'm to know to. you. And uh, have a nice four-day weekend. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Thank you.